Hello there, this is Dr. Alan Hedberg and this is the Psychology Report. Today I would like to introduce you and bring to your attention again or to your memory a gentleman that has gained considerable respect in my, in my, in my eyes and I think the eyes of the nation. Some of you listening to this podcast are not personally aware and are not personally involved in the events that took place that brought Martin Luther King to national attention and focus. But over the years I have read about him and read about the movement that he was uh, a leader of and tried to advance the welfare and the well-being and the skills and the competencies and the pride of the black people within America. He made great progress. He made great failure. He certainly tried. I visited his home. I visited his church. I walked his neighborhood. I ate in a restaurant just down the street from his home where no doubt he ate as a young man. I talked to people who knew him. I was able to interact with the people on the street that fondly remember not only Martin Luther King, but his father. His father is also a well-known gentleman, one that you need to have in your history books of your mind and of your memory. Papa King, he was affectionately known as Papa King. The entire community referred to him as Papa King. He was an older gentleman, pastor of the Ebenezer Baptist Church for many years. And before he died, Martin Luther King became the associate of that particular church. And that's where Dr. Martin Luther King formed his Baptist ministry and launched the uh, movement to advance the civil rights and the personal rights and the social rights of the black people. Papa King, I'll come back to and talk in a little bit. But most of you do not remember the date of August 28, 1963. Some of you were not born then. Many of you have not studied that part of history. Many of you have not reflected on the movement that took place, the civil rights movement that took place during that particular time. But my question is, if you were alive, where were you on August 28, 1963? Let me tell you where millions of people were. They were in Washington, D.C. They were on the mall. After much activity and much attempts to advance the welfare and the rights of the black people, it finally came to a head in Washington on the Mall on that date, August 28, 1963. Many speakers came forth to talk about the importance of the black people in America, the contribution that the black people have made and will make and could make and can make to America. But it all came to a head when all the eyes fixed on the speech that Dr. Martin Luther King was about to make. He was introduced and took the stand. 
and began the speech that he had prepared just days before when he was in the hotel in Washington. The speech started out and as, as one might start any speech, somewhat boring. Here's what he said. I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. Dr. Martin Luther spoke of the dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. More personally, he stated, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And he went on with his speech. Spoke almost an hour. And brought the attention of the American people to a dream that is possible, that was possible. And that, to a large extent, became real, became possible. But to a large extent, did not. We're still living a dream rather than the reality. But it's a partial dream from what it was in 1968. Much of it has become a reality. But still, it's a dream. That was a time when the nation was in the South, ruled by Jim Crow rules. And in the North, there was a lessening, there was an opening, there was a softening of the relationship between the white and the black. But still, the black had much to do to advance themselves and to bring forth their presence into a white community. You know, it's interesting to note that over the years, the black people have entered into the world of the white people. The white people have not particularly entered into the world of the black people. And that's what's wrong with the dream. That's what's wrong with what happened. That's what's wrong with the civil rights movement. That's what's wrong with the racial disparity today. The whites have not entered the world of the blacks. It's only been the blacks that have entered into the world of the whites. Sometimes it's been pretty rough. Sometimes it's been violent. Sometimes it's just been very easy and very soft and very smooth and very natural and very humane and very personal. We have much to do together. We need to bring our worlds together. The white to the black, the black to the white. And we need to rise up together to make our nation strong. Stronger than it can be as divided because it can be strong united. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, the home in which Martin Luther King was raised. Papa King was the father. And um, three little children were raised in that home. Martin Luther, Christina, and Alfred Daniel. They would go to school every day in their school clothes. And that day they dressed up. They came home at the end of the school day and they put on their play clothes. And in that day, a, a newspaper came to the home in the afternoon. Papa King told the children, 
your responsibility after school is to play but also take the newspaper and read it and when you read it I want you to prepare a report for the family at dinner so each of the three children came to the dinner table they had to change from their play clothes into their evening clothes into their good clothes their Sunday clothes if you will for dinner dinner was served on China dinner was served in a formal way in a formal manner and at the end of the meal the three children then each had their turn to give a report of the newspaper clipping that they had chosen for the day and would share that news item with the family Papa King would then question the children mother would question the children there was a dialogue there was a discussion that took place on that particular news item and in the process the three children learned to be expressive they learned to be assertive they learned to be thoughtful they learned to be communicative they learned to be assertive and that's where Martin Luther King developed his skills that came to the national attention in Washington DC on August 28 1963 when he gave I have a dream speech all that work that Papa King had done in the home had contributed to this man's education his training his informal education if you will his informal training to become an order become a spokesman's for ideas to become a spokesman's for a movement and the movement it was but let me tell you another little part of his uh, upbringing the home was situated on a street that as you looked out the front door you looked down a street and you could look down maybe a mile the street went right out their front door into the downtown area of Atlanta if you look to the left there was a street that went also into the downtown area of Atlanta that's where the poor that's where the slaves lived that's where the homes were shacks and if you look to the right those are the homes of the rich people those are the homes of the slave owners those were the slave those are the homes of the property owners so he lived in a section of, of the city that on the right were the rich on the left were the poor on the right were the slave owners on the left were the slave workers and his children played with the rich kids children his children played with the poor slave owners children in the middle of the street I can just see them today playing kickball or kick the can or other games that they might have played in the street there together the rich and the poor and the king children that's where Martin Luther King grew up that's the childhood he knew and that's the childhood that Papa King brought to him and educated him and exposed him so that he would be an educated person he'd be an informed person he'd be a wise person in dealing with the problems of the day between the white and the black so we have a man that came to our attention in the national scene 
from a pastor in Ebenezer Baptist Church to a movement going back into the 50s, 1955 if you will, when when some of the early attempts to advance the black people and get them out of their poverty, get them out of their um, limited lifestyle. And we had march upon march, we had efforts upon efforts from 1955 into the early 60s, into the mid 60s, and then into the late 60s. And it continues today as we attempt to bring our people together, whether they're black or they're white, or, or any other color for that matter. It's all one. What we need to acclaim, what we need to ascribe to, what we need to support is the idea of one America. And that one America has a dream. And that one America has the same dream. And that one America has a dream that we will all be there together. And work together. And play together. And live together. That's the dream. That's the American dream. It's not a black dream. Not a white dream. Not a dream of any other color. It's a dream of America. It's a dream of the American people that we will someday judge all people by the content of their character. Not where they live, where they work, what language they speak, what color of their skin, or anything else. The dream has to be based upon we're American, we give up the behavior patterns and the attitudes and the values that we have left behind and we all ascribe to the American dream, the American value, the American way of life, the American way of living for the good of ourselves and the good of others. Join us. Do your part. Reach out. Include. Be part of. Enter the world of other people whether they're black or they're white or any other color. Enter into their world and let them enter into your world. That's how we all can work together. It's being open. It's being inclusive. And it's being friendly and just and kind. I have a dream. Let's espouse it. Let's take it on. Let's do it together. Let's all share in the dream. Let's all share the dream based on the content of character. This has been Dr. Alan Hedberg and this is the Psychology Report. I refer you to my website booksbyhedberg.com booksbyhedberg.com number of books there that may be of interest to you. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you another time. Bye for now.